Cool. We are recording. Well, it has been, it's probably been like a year since we talked with uh, the gorilla chemist here. Uh, thank you so much for joining in with us. Uh, I, I'm not, I'm not going to say your name this time. Don't worry. I messed it up last time. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for joining us, everyone. It's, this is the Price Bell podcast. We're getting back on it. Today, we've got the gorilla chemist. We're going to talk about, well, you've got a couple different products that launched over the last couple months. Uh, yeah. Recently had an interest in pharmaceuticals. There's been a lot of stuff going on and we're kind of just right here to kick it and talk. Yeah. Um, thanks for having me. Love being on the show. I know, even though I'm quote elusive, <laughs> I think, uh, which, which I am to an extent, I get it, but I, I love anytime I can talk with you guys and spread knowledge and be in, informative. I'm always game. Yeah. I think if you're uh, always available, you're not in, always in demand, you know, so that elusive yeah. factor, it's important. <laughs> So what have you been up to? Let's talk about the, we've had a couple releases recently. Let's, let's talk about what's going on with uh, Chemex. So let's see. Um, first we did uh, Sleep came out, which is a really unique formula. If you guys looked into that, basically my thought process, and this will follow into Nootropic as well, is how do, how do sleep medicines that are prescribed to you work? What's the mechanism of action? What's the receptor? And then is there a natural ligand, if you don't know what a ligand is, is there a natural alternative molecule that binds the same way and can activate the receptor and the same thing? And so I did a lot of research trying to find out how your body goes to sleep, um, how your GABA receptors work, how your benzodiazepine binding domain works. And I found some interesting herbs that, that are pretty powerful if you use them in the right combination and at the right doses. So I spent a lot of research just a lot of hours reading papers like I always do, but it was a very cool journey to say the least. And I'm very happy with how the product came out because it's super unique to, uh, to stick with the Chemex form. <laughs> it's not very run of the mill. Uh, I actually just watched your, your whole ligand prescription video where you're talking about that. And in, in your, oh, yeah. your hand analogy is the same way that I, uh, when I talk about like <clears throat> isomers of cholines and stuff like that, I do that same analogies. It, it helps a lot of people. I think your videos are definitely more in depth than mine, but I find that you have to make these things digestible for normal consumers to understand. Even if you want to bring them into that scientific discussion, you have to bring it back to a simple analogy, like, like the hand analogy was, was a lot helpful for a lot of people. Yeah, it, it's difficult. I'm glad to hear that it, it resonated and made sense because that it is not an easy thing. We're talking about x-ray crystal structures of enzymes and amino acid residues and things binding. I know it's not exactly the most digestible stuff, but the, to refer to what you're talking about, the hand thing is if, if you think of your hands as perfect mirror images, but they're not superimposable, um, most molecules, like for example, all amino acids are L naturally occurring, and then there are D amino acids that are synthetic and that look exactly the same in a mirror, but they don't bind the same way. They're not superimposable. So that's kind of the two second version of that. Yeah. I always bring up that like, if you really needed to put a left glove on a right hand, you probably could make it happen, but it really wouldn't work very efficiently. Right. Yeah. That's a good, <laughs> that's a, actually, that's a really good visual too. Yeah. For, um, yeah. for how coin binds and or doesn't bind exactly to the right way. Yeah, I, it's just the most bio, like it's the most relevant uh, structure for, for yourself. So uh, we, we see a lot of that in the supplements that we're talking about today. I, you know, very often we're talking about choline by tartrate versus vitacholine, which one is going to you know, be a better option for the consumer? Because a lot of people look at choline by tartrate as the cheapest form possible, but vitacholine is actually a pretty effective ingredient uh, 
I mean, it's not CTP choline, but it, it, it's a little bit better. I mean, it think, so my, my only, my main issue with uh, the bitartrate is the, I think you, A, you got to take a lot of it mm. versus a smaller dose of the CDP or alpha GP series, something like that. And then from what I understand, it has to find, or it has to be reabsorbed in it. And then in your lumen, I think is where it actually gets released. So it's not really crossing the blood brain barrier because choline is positively charged. It can't cross the blood brain barrier. Okay. So that was, that's my biggest issue with that versus the other ones, which have the phospholipid backbones or the, uh, pyramine, sorry, pyrimidine backbones, where they uh, can they're more nonpolar and greasy, so they can cross mm -hmm. the blood-brain barrier more easily. That's my main issue with the choline. But I mean, Scott Furman from uh, Purist and Formula Life, he loves choline bitartrate. It's like his favorite yeah. thing. Yeah, Love yeah, they make some good stuff down there. Yes, cool. they do. They have a great facility. Um, so. But he loves that stuff. He puts it in all his his own personal things, and, and so choline is a, is a great product and, and if you use it right i think cool well so uh so we talked a little bit about sleep oh, uh yeah and, and this this kind of brings us into nootropics as well i know we well, barely touched on sleep but sleep is a cool product yeah, I, can we can we back up just a little bit like just yeah. so uh, this is mike here for everyone on the audio podcast right. listen <laughs> i haven't said anything yet but um i think one of the things that we need to do like in this is we we have like six ingredients in your sleep formula I'm looking at here and the average consumer is going to understand one of them is the black pepper extract and that might be the <laughs> only one that the average consumer is going to understand so I think it would be kind of cool to like to to do a line by line item on both of these supplements uh you know I know we can't spend forever on this stuff but like kind of understand what these new ingredients are because there's a lot of stuff here this isn't your average uh you know uh, supplement with melatonin and glycine and uh, like a, a hops or some sort of herb like valerian or whatever chamomile there's there's some different stuff in here so i think it'd be really good to to do a little bit of a line item understanding why this we already know it's different because it is different no one's gonna understand a lot of this stuff but how it works differently as well yeah. as just seeing something different some people are just willing to try something different just because they can't sleep but yeah. a, a few people on our uh you know listening here would love to know a little bit more about each ingredient Absolutely. And so the, this was a big passion project for me because I do have insomnia and I haven't had it for so long and melatonin never worked for me and the normal things never really worked. So I did personally want to think of or find stuff that actually worked. And the first one I came across years ago was magnolia bark extract I can't, I, in a paper, I think. And so there's two compounds in there that naturally that act like benzodiazepines, which are your prescription sleep meds and anti-anxiety medications. And that there's a pocket in your GABA receptor for those molecules to bind. And so most of the sleep mechanism is when the molecule there binds in that pocket and then activates it. And then you start to get sleepy or sedated, which is why when you take those prescription medications, you're not supposed to drive or anything like that because they do make you drowsy. So the magnolia bark extract was the first one I found and started messing around with doses on that one. And the two actives uh, are magnolol and honokyol, by the way. And then there is, I think it goes by skullcap is the common name for uh, scolaria basilensis. Sorry, my Latin is not as good as it used to be. <laughs> But it's a, it's a, the main active is um, bakelin, right? And so that is something that is, it's called an allosteric 
for to get a little sciencey on you, allosteric um, agonist, which means that it doesn't bind in the binding pocket; it binds somewhere else on the enzyme, which activates the enzyme and it, it makes it um, does a conformational change and makes it more active. So essentially, it's like enhancing the enzyme by binding somewhere else. And a lot of a lot of things work this way. So, so anytime you can use combinations of things to make an enzyme work better than just one of the ligands that binds to the main pocket, it usually has pretty good effects. And so uh, Bakelin worked really well. The, the dose of uh, the, the data for uh, REM was real good and slow wave sleep, which is your deep sleep was really good. So I tried that out and I really liked it uh, in heavier doses. And then there was this paper I came across in one of my little rabbit holes that led me to the um, Cassonia Zimmermanian. Zimmermanian it's named after this guy, uh, Zimmerman, who found it. And it's this African root, essentially, that has, I think he discovered 25 compounds or something that's in there. And they'd never been named or the structures had never been elucidated. And I was able to get a extract of this and started messing around with it. And it also enhances the receptor versus just hitting your GABA receptor. And that I think was a very cool addition to the product. And then, you know, Hesperidin and Apigen work very similarly. They, uh, they don't really act on your GABA receptors. They work on your, was it extracellular, extracellular regulated kinase or ERKs. And so they work slightly differently um, in your brain to help you feel sedated. And the, the data on those for inducing sleepiness was pretty good. And so something, this was something to promote sleep and the other main ingredients were to keep you asleep. And so that's kind of the formula I went by and, and when I was looking for ingredients and I wanted to see, let's see, let's find some stuff that, that's cool. You know, everyone knows about melatonin and unfortunately it doesn't work for me. But uh, in case you don't know, melatonin, serotonin, they're, you know, byproducts of each other. And, and that's kind of how the sleep part works. So a lot of people use like 5-HTP. That never worked for me either. And then the, uh, the one ingredient everyone knows, the black pepper, is uh, basically to in increase the absorption and stop uh, glucuronidation, which is the metabolism of certain compounds like apigenin and, and uh, some of the others. This had to be a capsule. There's no way this is going to taste good if you tried to flavor it. <laughs> no. So if we, we, because of some of the stuff I source and find and try, try to find, we are moving mostly capsule chemics. If you've noticed, a lot, yeah. a lot of our products now have been encapsulated. And it, worked, it works well because I can use stuff that doesn't taste great mm -hmm. and, and still get the dose I want. And we're not, we're not, uh, shy of using high capsule doses sleep worked out well it's only three but you know the entropic is eight and the natabolic is eight <laughs> but they are super packed with stuff so i just if you, you couldn't make it or drink it you couldn't drink it i maybe i could drink it maybe i could drink a little bit but you'd have to be super dedicated <laughs> if yeah. you wanted to drink it I constantly so so Sorry. with sleep um the the dosage is three capsules yes how how would i if i'm like not aggressive how would i go about dosing it starting it off it would be like 30 minutes before i'm winding down 30 minutes before i want to hit like actually be asleep or something like that like what's the timing and then um and can i just take one capsule is that okay or two capsules um how do you um, like kind of assess things so for people that haven't 
taken anything like this before, or even maybe and never taken a prescription med or anything, the three the three capsule dose is strong. I've had people take uh, one and two. Two caps seems to be a very in between spot for starters and works really well. It keeps to uh, induce sleep and keep you asleep. So maybe start with two caps. Three caps is a lot, and I hear from almost everybody, you get crazy vivid dreams. That's the one. I don't know if you want to call it a side effect, but that's the most common thing I hear from people is besides that they, they fall asleep is that they have very vivid, wild dreams. And I'm assuming that it's something to do with how GABA works and the way it, your brain, when it's in very deep sleep, like slow wave sleep, the, its activation is just different. I'm assuming that's why. Wow. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of people with, uh, who like that kind of thing, um, you know, choline sometimes does that as well. The, the people who like CMA seems like the vitamin B6, uh, there's some research on that as well. So, uh, do, would, yeah, would you stack this with anything like pre-bed? Do you take magnesium before bed or anything else that magnesium? I take, uh, I take quarter block before bed always. Cause I think that's the best time to take it just cause it, it helps me with sleep because it just by lowering cortisol, it helps put you to sleep. So I always take that. Before I go to bed, I do take magnesium um, bisglycinate is the form I use personally. Mm. A pretty, like a decent heavy dose of it. Uh, but you don't have to stack it with stuff. It's meant to be a standalone, but it, there's not much you can't take with. Just remember, if you're stacking it with quarter block, they both have black pepper extracts. So if you're taking maybe a prescription drug that interacts with that, you might want to just check with your doctor. Definitely, right. And so, um... What about the time? I may, I may have missed it. 30 oh, minutes. Oh, I'm or sorry. Like, You're right. Yeah, I, I, usually anywhere from an hour to 30 minutes. I, okay. Sometimes it takes longer, depending. Like for me, if you've had food in you, it can take a little bit longer. So I tell people to try and do it on an empty stomach, like when you're getting actually ready for bed. And then take it and don't go on your phone or computer. Actually try and relax. But yeah, that's, that's like that's like the the shutdown mode kind of like the the taking the pills means phone off time kind of thing. Like you can kind of make a make a ritual out of it or something like that. What yeah. about okay? So what what would happen if I took it at noon right now? Like how, what <laughs> would I just be like groggy as hell or would I would I legit fall asleep possibly? Like you could fall asleep. It's I mean I don't know how you know, how long you've been up and what mm -hmm, anything right. else you've been doing, but it, like it it is meant to sedate you and definitely make you sleepy the cool thing is you don't wake up groggy and that nobody has complained to me about that about ever taking it the next morning everyone says they feel rested well rested and refreshed which is what i was yep. going for because you know i me personally haven't been prescribed like 13 different sleep meds to try and work one of them's trazodone i don't know if you've ever heard of it super groggy the next day it has like a very long half-life so i hated it and i was on a mission to find something that can sleep that doesn't have that groggy like hungover not hungover but like choline missing part you know of your brain you just feel like you can't function i hate that so this was purposely done to not have that issue gotcha and so i'm, I'm assuming you're not going to recommend anyone drink alcohol with this but some people might I, I do don't. that like it uh, ethanol already acts on your GABA receptors right it's a nervous system depressant so i wouldn't recommend people drinking on it you don't need to i i've never personally don't drink really so i, I wouldn't drink on i haven't drank on the supplement to tell you firsthand what happens but i don't recommend it no it, it's strong enough to knock you out 
I promise. <laughs> cool. Yeah, no, I was thinking like, yeah, not the people that are drinking, um, drinking because they want to sleep, but some people just drink. So, <laughs> right. but yeah, good to uh, know. I, and I just kind of want to throw that out more as a disclaimer too. Like, come on people. Like, <laughs> yeah. But you know how people are. So I do. CBD actually stacks pretty well with it too. If, if you're a CBD person that likes um, taking that before bed for either sleep or anxiety or, or other issues, it, it, it seems to work really well with that product too. Mm -hmm. Is that part of your personal stack at all? Uh, yeah, I actually have from Nevada because I used to live out there. I have some friends that have mailed me some very regulated CBD that I trust. Mm -hmm. And so also have some of the old stuff that uh, never got released from a certain company that of these gel caps that work really well. And so I take those too. And um, they, what work, kind of they work well. Of CBD? What, I'm sorry? What kind of dosage of CBD? For me... Anywhere from ten to twenty-five milligrams of a of a full spectrum. Okay, that's interesting. Mike and I did a, uh, a short stint of CBD research uh, earlier in the year, and it seemed like the dosages in a lot of the data were significantly higher than Wait, what's actually out there. Yeah, some people some people take a hundred, some people take ten. Uh, it it really is one of those all over the spectrum um, compounds because your your endocannabinoid system is everywhere in your body, right? And it crosstalks with everything. So I can understand how an individual, or it's more individualistic because it crosstalks with a bunch of different things in your body. So if someone has a certain thing going on on one part or one, one part of their system, vascular system, whatever, it could have an effect and, and that's why they might need more or less. That's my guess. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an interesting thing because we saw, especially like the anxiety uh, data, it was like mm -hmm. huge dosages, like 300 milligrams. Yeah. Or like putting it at. Uh, and most uh, available CBD products are like 10 to 50 milligrams. The, the, mechan the um, bioavailability is also not great. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you have to take that into consideration. It's very, it's 100% fat soluble, 0% soluble in water. So you're trying to take it in just a capsule or a tincture maybe sublingual um you know they have the cbd pens probably work the best versus an oral even topically has, has has shown pretty good data too especially have you seen those epilepsy studies with the topical stuff i didn't see that no that's interesting no oh, topical yeah thing. because it does go through your skin because it's so greasy that they've you can for epilepsy you can use it topically to work and stop seizures which is i thought was really cool so that's probably another reason why the doses are so all over the place for in the studies and high because you have to get enough into your system to actually do something cool interesting uh you guys want to talk a little bit about a new tropic yeah i'm looking at this label <laughs> i see eight capsules 5.65 grams and so um <laughs> i need to i'll send you uh, you an email about your web i'm like just trying to get this label blown up but it's just called chemix nootropic right or nootropic yes. however you pronounce it yeah, okay yes. and same thing with chemix for sleep chemix and for those of you listening on audio c-h-e-m-i-x we'll have that of course in the title and description and all that but and we'll have links on uh youtube and the description so people can look at this but Wow. Okay. 5.65 grams in eight capsules. Do I need to take all eight at once? Like, tell us about like the story on this, who, who this is uh, going to work best for where it may not work or like where maybe I just need to take half a dose or should I split it? Like give us kind of the rundown on, um, on who it's going to be best for and all that. Sure. So nootropics, you guys, we've spoken about this before. I'm a huge fan. Uh, 
I'm not a huge caffeine junkie. So I purposely wanted to make this zero caffeine. And there's a lot of very cool herbs that have been used in like either Chinese medicine or traditional Eastern medicine that work really well for things like ADHD. And you just have to find the research and a lot, or they work really well for, so like dopamine reuptake inhibition or serotonin reuptake inhibition, which help with mood, right? So you are in a better mood, you're focused. And if you don't, a little background, if you don't know how like Adderall works, if you, if you need it, it's because your body doesn't produce enough dopamine and you're always looking around for stimuli. And when you get that stimuli, that's when your body releases dopamine. That's kind of like the fix, right? But if you don't need it and you take it, it releases a lot and then it stops it from being like, essentially it's called reuptake back into your brain and utilized. It puts you in that extreme tunnel vision, right? And that's why people, most people that I know take it, don't really quote need it, but they, they take it to study or whatever, right? And so the, what I was trying to do is find, like I said, what are the natural things that work similarly to these type of medications that work really well for focus and how can I combine them to make you not only stay extremely focused on one task or getting things done, but also elevate mood. Cause I think mood elevation is a huge thing. And obviously dopamine and serotonin are the two monoamines that control, you know, mood and feeling good. And I've done lots of posts on monoamines to kind of explain to them what they are and, and why they're important and why people take antidepressants because they don't have enough of these. And so basically I went down a little rabbit hole of what's kind of cool stuff. And, you know, Kana, we talked about before, cause I put it in the pre-workout right. and I really like Kana. It's um, a natural serotonin reuptake inhibitor. So it will, will release serotonin and then block it from being metabolized so that it has it in your brain. So you do feel good and you, uh, it works pretty well that way, but at high doses. So we use a thousand milligrams and, if you use it at lower doses, like 100 or 50, it really doesn't have the effect. And I figured that out when I was messing around for the pre-workout. So a thousand makes for me is the sweet spot. Some people use 500, but it works really, really well. And it works the same way as you know the pharmaceuticals do. And then another super ingredient that I found, um, I was actually talking with a buddy of mine who lives in Australia who does it's kind of what I do. And he, he had mentioned, hey, have you ever heard of Catuaba, uh, which is the, the it's a bark and it's a tra traditional Brazilian medicine, right? It's this red-ish powder. It's got a weird smell to it, but it's it's made in a in a tincture, a drink over there in Brazil for libido, the, and it's a well-known thing. Like Red Bull is here, they have one of those in Brazil. It's with Catuaba for libido specifically, so it's big there. But the cool thing is this one releases dopamine and then blocks dopamine reuptake, which is how amphetamine or Adderall works. And so this one, I was real excited to try out. And in high doses, again, we used a thousand milligrams of this because it's, it's a bark extract. This one has 30% of the polyphenols, which are the active compounds. It works super well to you get that dopamine release and it really elevates your, your mood and, and puts you in almost a slight euphoric type state. I don't want to say, it's not like taking an Adderall, but it's an herbal type of that thing. And, and I think that it works really well. Uh, it increases acetylcholine too, um, by, via decreasing acetylcholine esterase, which is how Huprazine A works. 
So it, and also there's some data to show that it does inhibit serotonin uh, reuptake too. So having something in the formula for both serotonin and dopamine, I thought was a cool combination. And, I, and then I was like, okay, what else is cool? What out there? What, how else can, can we work like synergistically to make things, um, to make you really focus? And the, the ivy leaf I came across is a, uh, a monoamine oxidase inhibitor, but it works for dopamine, serotonin, and norepinephrine, which is rare. Normally they work for just one. So this one is a triple one. And so when I got that sample, that um, I actually had a pure heterogenin sample. That's a crazy, crazy, crazy expensive, like more expensive than like cocaine per kilo like type stuff to have it made. So I was only able to get a tiny bit of it, but it works super well. And so I got the strongest commercially available extract I could find, which is 20%. And taking that, just the, the mood enhancement alone is, is, is ridiculous. And all of this again is with no caffeine or anything. So we're just talking about pure herbs that release dopamine and then release serotonin, put you in a good mood and then increase focus. And, and then lion's mane is another one of my favorites that I've used before. Um, I think a lot of those mushrooms work really well for cogn cognition, you know, nerve growth factor. When you take it long enough, it can um, decrease beta alanoid, which is the plaque that, that um, develops in your brain. So there's a lot of cool stuff in here that haven't even touched on. So we, I don't know how deep you want to get. There's a lot of well, interesting I think things. it's worth mentioning there are going to be some stimulus towards the bottom. So it's, it, it's yeah. caffeine-free, but not stimulant-free, which I often like because when I'm like uh, drinking coffee, I, mm -hmm. I've got the caffeine covered. But, I, you know, right. a lot of us in this industry, we like a little something-something extra. So right. get that. My, my first question to interrupt you, though, um, am I going to get hooked on this? Or, like, does this need to be cycled? <laughs> because you're talking about a lot of – dopamine reuptake and everything which sounds like i'm gonna have a rough time if i'm on this for a whole month straight and then try to get off of it like should it should it be maybe like three days a week or something like that so initially if you look at the servings there's 21 servings so we made it mm -hmm. for three weeks on one week off so that's the, the, the norm gotcha. cycle you can you can make you can split that up if you want to do like three days a week four days a week i don't take it every day i've been lately taking it to work out Instead of mm -hmm. taking the pre-workout, I've been using this with King of Pumps. That's my new thing. And then if I want to add caffeine, I can, which was like you talked about, is a big thing. Most people either have caffeine already or like they make caffeine water. So it's like it's, it's the most consumed drug in America by far. So I didn't really need – I didn't – and it's so varied on how much people like that I, was, I just said, never, you know what? You want to add caffeine? Go ahead. Do it, do it yourself. I'm going to show you the cool stuff that I think you've never heard of. And then towards the end, like we talked about, the reason why I put those stimulants in there is those are the ones that are very similar in structure, the PEAs to Adderall and amphetamine, right? And so those will give you that little bit of dopamine release. It's kind of how they work. And those can increase focus on their own. So now I was kind of like hitting that the dopamine angle with the stimulants and then hitting it with the Catuaba and, and then the serotonin all working together to make this product where you just are extremely like laser focused on what you're doing. Right. And it, of these two, I see 150 milligrams in eight capsules of hortonine and 80 milligrams of hygienamine in, um, in the full serving, which to me are, are high doses of those two. So I'm kind of thinking like, it, I'm thinking that I would probably enter 
at four capsules. Yeah. Personally, <laughs> I tell people to start if they've never taken anything like this or even never taken, you know, um, dimethyl ethylamine citrate, mm-hmm. which is in there, then yeah, you start with four capsules and see how it goes. I've had people have phenomenal results from just four. I took four and I needed a little bit more, but I've, you know, had been experimenting. This product, this project has been going on for over a year, trying to source things, trying to get extracts. And so like Katsuabwa, I've had for almost a year and a half messing around with that. Kana, since the beginning, uh, even before Chemex, I've have been messing with that. So for me, the doses are a little higher just because I'm used to them. I've been taking them for a longer time. But yeah, absolutely, you can start with four capsules and it, and it should be great. Yeah, definitely. I, I can just tell for a fact, anyone who's a fan of yours, like looking at this label, this is this is a must-try Gorilla Chemist supplement. <laughs> like I, I need to get this. I'm like, I didn't realize how, yeah, how intense this would be. Um, and yeah, I, I'm in at, starting at four capsules for sure. This looks, it, it looks incredible. Um, and it could definitely, I would say, I would say a lot of people are going to probably want to stack it with pump supplement because this, and then, yeah, just uh, if you need, you need caffeine, you can just add your own energy drink at whatever liking and then you're yeah, or the I, coffee and you're set. This is pretty smart, but yeah. And I, I wanted to quickly mention though, um, last time we talked, we were talking about uh, some of the stuff you had formulated for beast and I'm actually still using mm. NeuroBeast on occasion when I'm like, yeah. uh, go into like low sweetener mode and I just like go back into like more capsule based stuff. Uh, and I do want a, a, an energy based nootropic with, caffeine neuro beast yeah. is like number one on my list and you formulated that as well so i, I definitely uh, want to give you a hat, a hat tip for that but honestly this is this is more gorilla chemist if you get what i'm yeah. saying so <laughs> yeah I, I, um, I go off i have to impress myself and that's hard if that makes sense i have i hold myself to a high standard when it comes to looking for cool like different things everybody can put out some like you said earlier ben low barrier to entry. Oh, yeah. There's so many companies that, you know, know the basics. So I really want to separate myself and say, Hey, this is something cool. I read a paper on, let me see if I can get a sample of it. Okay. Let's, let me, I like the sample. Let's see if we can do something with it. And I've, my closet over here is filled with random samples. I've uh, accumulated over the years that aren't in products yet, or that have been put in this one or some other stuff and then stuff I'm still waiting to use. So I'm always looking at papers and trying to find new cool stuff. I like to, I like to think that people can look to me as being on that edge of what's new or what's cool. Yeah. yeah the one other, ing- the one other ingredient, sorry, Ben, yeah, yeah. the one other ingredient I'd want you to, uh, to explain, I, and I, I got to zoom in here. I think it's Stefania intermedia or. Yeah. So it's so 500 milligram dose. I don't know if I, and I, yeah. The, I, Stefania contains a molecule that that works again on your serotonin levels and the data was actually really really good when i looked at it and it was another random paper like when i when i go on google scholar you start with something and then it leads you something and something right so that was like a fourth tier what is this (laughs) ingredient let me read about this and then i hit up are my partners over at uh, Nutricon like, hey, Wes, have you heard of this? Can, can you source this? Because I think, I think it's cool. And so, yeah, it basically is another serotonin releasing agent. And I think it has, oh, I'm blanking on the name. There's a molecule in there I talked about in the video. Uh, I don't have it, the label in front of me, but there's a molecule in there that, that I named specifically. And it worked. And that's the one that triggers your receptor to release the serotonin. And so the standardized 
for that molecule. Awesome. This, yeah, this is exciting because a lot of these supplements Stephano go after Lloyd, Stephano Lloyd, something like that. Sorry. I'm, cool. Maybe I'm we'll link to that video in the YouTube description and show notes and stuff on our, uh, there'll be a blog piece associated with this and everything. Um, but yeah, what I, what I like is that you're going not just, at, uh, not after just dopamine, you have the serotonin piece as well, which I think it's overlooked a lot of times. And, um, yeah, this is, this is fun. <laughs> People underestimate like just being in a good mood, what that does for you as mm -hmm. far as focus, you know? And then obviously I put in CDP choline, which is one of my favorite choline sources. I think that one works really well. So I have the choline source there and then the natural, um, anti or sorry acetylcholine esterase inhibitor so we kind of get that little choline boost as well so I, I was very happy with how it turned out i gotta ask how, how many times a week does uh does wes get an email from you asking about some really uh <laughs> weird chemical overseas that you found in like the 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 french alps that's being uh <laughs> extracted <laughs> so to this is how great wes is there's probably over 50 percent yes Wow. Okay. That's a, that's a lot. If you think about how many things, no, yeah. email, like, can you find this? Can you find this? He's really, really good at sourcing stuff. So hats off to him for, for really helping putting all of these together. Cause if I don't know who to call in the Swiss Alps to, to mine this uh, ancient purple heart from, from Wakanda for a supplement. So uh, I have a great partnership with, with him and, and his ability to source. So I wouldn't be able to do what I do without him. That's funny. That's cool. Yeah. I, I imagine that that happens a lot. Um, there are a lot of no's for sure. Like, no, <laughs> can't find it or, or things have to be custom synthesized and they are crazy, crazy expensive. And if it's worth it, like a patent something, then we look into it. But if it's something that's, you know, not, going to be viable it's just not an option yeah and um there's been a few times where you've used uh, you, you mentioned patent or like trademarked uh like uh mm -hmm. neutral cap ingredients like in your gda you use their super berberine yes um gda and metabolic were two products that came out since the last time we talked so i wanted to also mm -hmm. give you a time to especially metabolic has seemed to be a, a, a very <laughs> popular ingredient product lately yeah i metabolic is a very complex it's not just a so test booster is the industry term that i really don't like because it's so coin like everyone has a test booster and it's usually like tribulus or something and i'm not to shit on tribulus but it's usually something like that that you know has a very weak data or something that doesn't pop and so what i wanted to do with natabolic is truly find not only things that actually work for fertility, they increase, you know, luteinizing hormone and follicle stimulating hormone to actually boost testosterone levels. And obviously boron, nobody talks about boron, how important this is for free testosterone. Boron uh, is, I wrote a whole post on this, on boron, just how it's so overlooked on, in a testosterone booster. I don't get it. It's cheap and it works so well. It's one of those things every male should be taking. And so, but, but back to Natabolic, what I wanted to do was have ingredients on this side that naturally boost fertility and testosterone and get your levels high and then truly natural anabolic ingredients, if that makes sense. Like things that actually are like Korean mistletoe ingredients that trigger genes or uh, yeah, trigger genes and turn them on to start increasing muscle protein synthesis that have nothing to do with hormones. And so that was the, the cool focus of it. It was like, yeah, I found 
some things that increase testosterone data is good. And some of them people heard of and some of them people haven't heard of, but the natural anabolic side to me was the fun part, trying to find things that, that increase this, the muscle chemistry. I, I, I hate, I don't want to call them natural SARMs because SARMs has this connotation, but they basically are things that are natural anabolics and they're not hormone related. So, which is kind of what a SARM is, but that I don't like that term. It's just because you know how that works out. But I do, I was very happy with how the product came out. Again, it is eight <laughs> capsules, but it works. It's super strong. And I actually had somebody send me blood work and um, their testosterone increased for this is after 30 days of use 40% and their free testosterone increased 250%. And this is somebody that was not, I think their normal test was like four something. So slightly low, but not in, by any means hypo, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's just, a, I would say an average 30 something male that has 400 something uh, nanograms per deciliter and to go up 40% in a month, I, I was pretty impressed with that data. And then the free testosterone to go up by 250%. I know that sounds like an inflated number and you know, statistics are what they are, but those are just the numbers. Yeah. I think that most often we, we kind of see something very similar to what you're talking about. We either see testosterone boosters or we see muscle builders and there, there's rarely like crossover and a reasonable crossover at that where it's actually effective. Um, and, and hate to go to other formulas of yours, but like we, in a similar vein, we saw this in your uh, testosterone booster with Beast. You did a testosterone booster, but then kind of wove in the 5-alpha uh, laxogenin and mm -hmm. little things like that. Like, um, so it seems like this natabolic is like the evolution of that. It's a little bit more heavier hitting. Um, I haven't ran it yet, uh, yet but uh, it, it seems like it'd be a little bit of a heavier formula. And with products like this, eight capsules isn't as much of an issue because you're talking about someone who is searching for a certain solution to their problem, right? You, someone who wants mm -hmm. muscle building. So eight capsules for someone like that isn't going to be a big deal. Yeah, I haven't heard much complaints about it from the capsule taking point of view, uh, but it does work well. And um, like, I didn't, I know we didn't, hit specifically but i wanted to talk about uh nigella sativa seeds as a testosterone booster that's a super overlooked ingredient for overall health i mean if you look at some of the data for decreasing it, um, lipid peroxidation and there's an insulin mimetic part to it but it works by increasing testosterone by decreasing the free radicals that damage your testes so it actually is promoting testicular health wow. and so it, it you you could be inhibiting your own testosterone just by having tons of free radicals and stuff and this is something that has been given um for thousands of years for fertility that is something that can that simply is and basically a strong antioxidant that boosts testosterone because it fights those free radicals from damaging your testes i thought that was really cool yeah this is the kind I, of stuff i love because we've seen especially in western males um, and I blame the processed food supply. Our testosterone levels have been drifting mm -hmm. ever since we started putting out processed foods, trans fats, seed oils, and all that stuff. And so I'm always looking for stuff that's protective, um, you know, against the lipid peroxidation that we deal with there. But I didn't know about this doing, uh, doing that in the testes. That's huge because I think, yeah. I think that's the main cause of a lot of the low testosterone outside of, you know, 
men not being older, not working stuff. out and stuff anymore. But like, yeah. you know, I think that's, I think, I think it's the food. And if anything is protective against that, I usually get pretty excited on the, uh, on the channel about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Look, um, I can send you some papers because it, when you, you know, you think of testosterone, you don't think of that mechanism and, uh, it works really well. You can feel, feel when you take that about, you can kind of feel it after a week or so that you're, you're more, you're starting to get higher levels of testosterone. Something is working like that mm -hmm. kind of feeling. And so I was super impressed with this. It's normally a liquid. So it was, it's hard to, to put in a supplement. The, the extract from the seed is usually a liquid at room temperature, but we found uh, one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By the way, that, that it, I think it, it might be on a carrier. I'm not 100% sure how they did it. I was going to ask if that's why it's 750 milligrams, if it's like on a malted extra or something. No, the, uh, that's actually the, the 750 is from the studies that I've read. Okay. It's, it, 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 you do need a high dose because if you think about how these things get discovered, right? This specifically is from fertility that has been used for a long time in um, Ayurvedic, Ayurvedic medicine, right? So somebody found a root of something and they didn't have scale. You kind of take a bit and see how it helps. And then you have some old elder wise man or something, a medicine man that, you know, grinds it up and give it to them. And, and so doses for some of these things that aren't standardized to specific extracts should, I think have to be pretty high. In, yeah. And because, if you were living 4,000 years ago, you definitely would have been that medicine man <laughs> in, the, in the tribe for sure. Ben would be uh then would be the guy moving the, the sticks, and I, I don't know. I'd be somewhere in the middle. But uh, yeah, you'd be I, inventing I love... the internet, man. You yeah, be... <laughs> inventing well, communication, possibly designing the weapons. But <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, so while we're on the, on the on the topic of natabolic, or wait, no, natabolic. I'm sorry, natabolic. Um, you do have some arimastane in there, and so that's for uh, aromatase inhibition, and um, what are your thoughts on that? Like, have you seen blood work with it? That's that's been that's moved the needle too much, or it seems to me like good so, but not insanely good kind of thing. Or it, it, it that's exactly right. So people, and I talked about this a lot. I think doctors overprescribe aromatase inhibitors so much, and that's another problem with you know killing someone's estrogen is not good, you know, mm -hmm. for anything, especially even sex drive. You need estrogen for that. So I found that this is like you said, it's at that point where it does something. Um, to lower estrogen, but it's not gonna, it's nowhere overkill. And this dose isn't even, I've seen much higher doses in products. This is just a, a 75 milligrams, which is a good enough dose for it to work over the course of 24 hours with all these things. But it, uh, it's not something that is ever gonna put your estrogen to zero. I think the person who sent me their blood work, their estrogen went down uh, one, one uh, thing I think it was in picograms per deciliter, I think estrogen, but it, it only went down one point. So it wasn't something that was significant. I try to cool. remind yeah. people that uh, in these kinds of cases, we're not supplementing exogenous testosterone. There's no reason yeah. that we should be converting to estrogen here. So I understand taking care of your balance a little bit, but uh, we're not trying to tank it because it's even in some ways important for muscle building as well. It is. It's important for, you know, cells, uh, your cell lining, your cell walls. It's important for uh, insulin like growth factor, uh, insulin like growth factor one. It's important for many things and mood, uh, bone density, but just stuff that you need estrogen in, in your body to work. And 
like you said, we're not um, we're not taking any exo something exogenous hormones here. We're, we're boosting the process by which your body naturally makes testosterone, and one of those happens to be conversion of androstenedione to estradiol. So, I just mm -hmm. wanted to make sure that we, I covered that in case people were getting estrogen side effects because you know when you go through puberty people get them and it's not because they're taking steroids it's because their body's just pumping a lot of testosterone at the time so mm -hmm. um, yeah and just for I, anyone looking at the label it's it's down at the bottom of the label it's uh it's using its chemical name androstat 35 diane 717 diane so um that's what we're talking about right there yeah uh, one more thing on anabolic which is cool is uh, i found these um things called phytoandrogens and i'm sure people have heard of phytoestrogens I believe uh, years ago, that was a big popular thing. People were worried about getting estrogen effects from eating soy or things soy like milk. that. <laughs> right. So what a, what, what a phytoandrogen is, is it's just a plant molecule that can activate the androgen receptor. So again, I don't like using that word SARM, but it basically is a non-steroidal molecule that activates your androgen receptor. And this is in the uh, Eucomia umoiri spark which um, I actually looked at years and years ago uh, when I was at Blackstone. It just never got put into a product. But the data was pretty good. And this phytoandrogen thing kind of stuck out of me. Like um, there's actually a plant molecule that combines your androgen receptor. That's pretty cool. Let me, let me dig more into that. So I was very happy to get that extract with, for the phytoandrogens and put it into a product and see how it works while you're boosting your own testosterone levels. Again, that's one of your natural anabolics versus a test booster. So the product is kind of separated that way. So I was, I was pretty stoked about that. And then um, the uh, Laquat extract, it's on the label as Aerobitoria uh, Japonica, but uh, Laquat is the common name. And that's another um, natural anti-catabolic. So it helps with genes that not only turns on mTOR and that muscle building pathway, but it also decreases a protein called, starts with an A, give me a second. It's, there's a protein that breaks down muscles. It's a proteolite, proteolyse, right? Or a protease, sorry, which, which breaks down muscle tissue. So it inhibits that um, enzyme from breaking down muscle tissue. So not only are we talking about something that can signal your genes to increase muscle protein synthesis, we're talking about something that stops the breakdown of muscle wasting, which I thought was pretty cool. So there was a lot of, there was a lot of thought put into this product. Obviously it wasn't just, let's, let's see what the, the common things are. I wanted to hit different angles. And like I said, really find stuff that is a natural anabolic and an alternative to, to building muscle that's safe for women too. Puts it in a bunch of different categories and usages as well. You could be using this in a cut or a bulk. You could be using this for general health with your testosterone levels. Uh, women too. Is a, it's a, um, I've had women clients take it and have really good results too. None, nothing like masculinity type things. You're not taking anything that like none, none of this stuff. I don't think people don't understand that women, even if they have a naturally high testosterone level of 90 or something <laughs> like that they'll never be like what a male's is ever it just right. won't you they have checks and balances for that the only way women really get those effects are from the exogenous androgen so this is completely safe for women and especially with things that are naturally anabolic for anybody to help build muscle 
a lot of women will actually benefit from a little bit higher testosterone. It can help a lot with lifestyle and uh, quality mm-hmm. of life. So that's, that's an interesting look at it. Um, do you, do, for your women clients, did you have them take a smaller dose or, or does it I, depend on size or just go all in? It start. it depends a lot on how, like, how long has this person been training and what, what, are the, what level are they? You know, if somebody just started working out six months ago, this is not, don't go all in. The, mm-hmm. I usually start women with four and see how they respond. And then after about a month, like phys- take physical measurements and then blood work, see what's going on and, and go from there. But yeah, it's not something that you have to jump in all eight for women. Some men have started with four as well too. It is a very powerful product, like I said. So it's not, it's a bunch of things that work uniform, uh, synergistically to help build muscle, which is, and which is kind of what everyone's goal is, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it also probably runs alongside your GDA as well. They kind of came out at similar times, I think too, right? This one, yeah. So GDA, which is glucose disposal agent. I've always loved those from, you know, when I had glycolog right. with Blackstone, I thought that was in my Still opinion, a huge hit. I think it was, and I, and I, I, you know, you know me guys, I'm not really a cocky person, but I think that that kind of upped the game level to where, what a GDA is. Mm-hmm. Going yeah. from yes, something that's a little add-on to something that's a full-blown actual skew that people want. And, and it really just had to do with finding the right things and using doses that actually work. And so the formula with GDA was similar. The main difference was I found this um, – most people use ursolic acid or banana leaf for its ursolic acid property or ursolic acid, but – Actually, the tannins, which are just um, polyphenolic type compounds, are what's responsible for the insulin release and, and anti-diabetic response. So I found a banana leaf that was standardized for tannins and then used that. And I think that using that instead of just regular banana leaf that's standardized for um, chrysolic acid works really well. And then the other stuff like super berberine we talked about helps with the delivery of berberine. I I recently tried, and this is before, I'm sorry, this is after GD came out, uh, the, dihydro, hy, the dihydroberberine. Have you guys tried that yet? Yeah, yeah. We work pretty closely with NNB. We're big fans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know. I know. Yes, I saw because they sent me some stuff with their new, um, with uh, Beba, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I know you guys talked about that too. So I figured you would have, you've tried that. But if I were to change anything, I probably would have looked into that more just because I think it is pretty effective ingredient. Um. But I do. But super berberine is a much more better absorbing than just berberine HCL that most people yeah. use. Yeah. Right. Be- and what's cool is that we're berberine itself is an incredible ingredient, even without yes. the help. You know, so it's, yeah. if you get enough of it, one point five grams a day is is the like clinical dose where it beat metformin in this one study. But of course, mm-hmm. that's a decent dose, and you might get a little bit of gut issues or whatever. So we're trying to you know, find ways to, to improve it. But yeah, fantastic, spectacular ingredient. We got a bunch of videos on that. Yeah. That's kind of it. In, the, the, it's kind of interesting. This formula is probably uh, the simplest formula that the Gorilla's Chemist has done. Like, like all the well, ingredients in here are, are, are like, they're like, like they're very recognizable ingredients. Two ingredients, but that's, that's fair. Simple, but I mean, yeah. like, um, like recognition of, of the ingredients, like, like most people look at this, like, all right, I've seen, like, there might be a different standardization for banana, but I know banana, I know alpha lipoic acid. Yeah. I know what you meant. 
Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I haven't personally used it, but I've, I've seen some blood sugar numbers on it, and it's impressive. <laughs> I, I, the coolest thing, and I noticed this with glycolog, and I talked about it too, is that you take it with carbs. I, I usually use white rice before a workout or oatmeal or something like – or not oatmeal, um, cream of rice, which is just mm-hmm. essentially white rice. But you take a dose with that 30, 40 minutes with your meal – prior to the training, you feel the carbs in your muscle. You get a crazy pump from it. And that was something I didn't expect. And I should have because, you know, insulin will do that. But I didn't think any of these – that was kind of the eye-opening. Supplements can really mimic stuff if you do it right. You know what I mean? Because you, phys- you physically felt the pump from all these carbs in your muscles. And you don't normally get that. Uh, and you wouldn't normally think about as a pump product for like gda but it is and i and i always tell people when everybody asks me when to take us take it before you work out and let me know if you feel pumps because almost everybody i've talked to even like i said back to the glycolog days you feel you can literally feel the pumps when you're working out from all those carbs being shuttled into your muscles and retaining the water and building glycogen all that stuff i thought it was a very like aha moment i guess of that supplements you know you can do it right and they can really work the gorilla chemist sees the matrix right there. There's our one minute right clip for, uh, <laughs> for Instagram. So, um, what's your what? Yeah. So when you're taking a GDA like that, what's your carb suggestion? Because a lot of people, you know, like a lot of times, like 75 grams minimum, or like, do you have any kind of rules like that? My goat, my personal go-to is between 40 and 50 with a three capsule serving. I don't think okay. you need 75, but you know, most people don't know how sensitive or insensitive they are to carbs. They either have been taking them their whole life and they don't work as well anymore, or they're so afraid of them that they take a little bit and they get a huge response. Mm -hmm. It's just one of those misunderstood um, paradigms, I guess, of of the, the nutrition world. The carbs are good, carbs are bad, but I would say 40 to 50 grams with the three capsules, you're not going to go hypo and you should feel better digestible um digestibility i guess for me that's a huge thing and then the pumps in the gym was the uh, the other thing you should feel one thing awesome. that my i think mike and i kind of had a similar realization with gdas last year at least i did i know last year we kind of uh at times would mock different people for their post-workout gummy bear suggestions or how uh, you know a lot of high-level bodybuilding gurus will bring over the thought processes that they were using with exogenous insulin to now people who are just completely natural trying to train, uh, train normally. Uh, and I, like the data that I've seen, we've done a lot of tracking with our blood sugar over the last year. I know, yeah, I know. I know you like <laughs> how, how effective we can make these things like is insane. Like I have like the, I've seen some blood sugar numbers on yours and it's a respectable drop, but like I've seen some formulas that are like almost, uh, they go like too far with how far they're going to drop your blood sugar. I don't think it's even beneficial at that point. Uh, I mean, I've had huge drops. I mean, going hypo is never really beneficial unless, you know, you have some ailment in your blood sugar, like 700. It always needs to be in the normal range. Again, these things are just designed to enhance the absorptivity of, of carbs and how your body uses the metabolism because we are such a carb heavy society that you do burn out your receptors essentially. Like you guys have talked about this before too, about like what type three diabetes with, you know, how Mm -hmm. your brain can't use glucose as well because we're just a glucose heavy state. Mm 
So these things are just meant to enhance your body's ability to utilize the carbs that you're giving them. They're not meant to treat something, especially to make them drop super low. There's zero point in dropping your blood sugar that low. I have seen very cool data when you can drop your blood sugar and do fasted cardio. That that has I've seen to have a little bit of a benefit for fat burning, especially with um, L-carnitine because L-carnitine needs carbs to, to kind of get absorbed. So if you take a GDA or if you're taking exogenous insulin, something like that, with um, carnitine, it seems to work pretty well. But other than that, there's no reason you should be dropping your insulin levels, like you said, bottoming out. There's just not healthy. Yeah, one thing I like to emphasize, though, is like, uh, some people just blanket recommend berberine. I think it's a it's a great, great ingredient. One of my favorites, if not the favorite. But I still think with a lot of this stuff, what we're doing, um, even if you're just like an average person, you've got to train a little bit of resistance with it in order to um, free up some of that glucose, the muscles, and drive it back in and everything. Like Otherwise, you, if you're just going to eat more carbs, but you have nowhere to put the carbs, your body's going to – it'll work for make, adding more fat storage. You know, yeah. So I, I, I think it's not, at some point your muscles are going to be full. If you're just like a fat person thinking you can take berberine and eat 20 pound cakes. So I, uh, I, that's yeah. just how I like to caution it. But obviously anyone who's listening to you is probably, is not on that wavelength. So we're, we're trying to like <laughs> do yeah. whatever we can to get, get it harder in the gym. And so. <laughs> exactly. And then to you, to your point, Ben, those gummy bears into that's like, that's fructose, right? You, you want glucose. There's a huge, yeah. there's a big difference. And like, you know, the way your body metabolizes that and it has, you know, when you break down glucose, there's, you know, six steps before it goes to pyruvate and then goes in the Krebs cycle and actually gets used for energy. So one of those is turning it into fructose, right? But if you have to retake fructose and then convert it into glucose first and then go down again, it's just, it's pointless. You know, you're not going to get the same benefit. Your body's meant to run on glucose. Well, sorry. If you're, you're running on carbohydrates, your body's meant to run on glucose. Right. And this is why we like the, the white rice, but this is also why I argue for the dextrose-based candy like Spree, which is my favorite one. And nerds, um, yeah, yeah. a little the bit of Dextrose is pure glucose. So, you know, right, it's the exactly. Gatorade powder. My buddy used to use Gatorade powder. Yep. Uh, in, my, in the intro workout, that's specifically why I used pure glucose mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. people like the, uh, like use the gummy bears. I'm like, that's impairing what you're trying to do. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they, they taste good, but you're 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 basically using them as an excuse to, to eat gummy bears. Yeah, and a lot of that's hitting the liver too, and at a time exactly. when you're trying to hit the muscle. So that's, yeah, I saw yeah, a good study that so. yeah, the the powdered dextrose, um, some of it will hit the liver, I guess, but yeah, most of it is is going to be hitting right to the muscle, especially if you're insulin sensitive at this site post workout, which is the exactly. idea. So that's why I like my spree. That's, that's my uh, <laughs> unsponsored candy right there. <laughs> it's really Maybe difficult. Call, to give them a call. Maybe they'll give you a sponsorship. <laughs> it's a whole new avenue, right? It's free for it bodybuilding. Is. That's a whole new market for them. <laughs> they, they should, yeah. <laughs> it's difficult with the conversation because it depends on who you're talking to. Like with a lot of uh, coaches and clients, like if gummy bears are their thing and you need to find a time of the day where they need to have them, like that's all right. I get that. Like if, if that's going to keep them from binging, that's one thing. But f- most of the time, who the gorilla chemist is talking to is heavy, <laughs> like hardcore athletes who like, if you tell them not to eat gummy bears, they're not going to eat gummy bears, <laughs> you know? So it, it's, it's tough for me. And then when they start talking about eating these sources of sugar as a source of insulin creation for their body, then I really start shaking my head. 
Uh, insulin creation? You well, mean no, like- I, 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 not, that's a bad word for it. They're, they're taking the sugar post-workout to spike their insulin. Right, like, okay. I don't think you realize how little your body actually creates for your 30 grams of gummy bears. Yeah, it's, you're, first off, post-workout, your body is craving it, right? Because in theory, you should have burned a lot of it that you've taken yeah. in previously, or if you had stored glycogen, it would have eaten away at that and burned it. So your body is kind of starving for it. So you'll release this almost massive response to a minimal amount. So it's when you take it with something like GDA that, or any type of GDA that enhances that, you really need to wor- watch out for like specifically what kind of carbs you're taking in, right? Mm-hmm. Because you, you're going to get this great response. And if you over respond with the wrong types of carbs, like you talked about, Mike, you, and you're not working out at all, that's um, insulin's going to do its other thing, which is store fat, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just one of those things people don't realize that your body does a lot of things pretty well and supplements can maybe curve your body or train it to do it in, in a slightly better way. And, and I personally think, and it's a little bit off topic, but I personally think that there's something natural out there that can help with almost anything. And I really try and find a lot of those things. Um, I, even though like I'm a chemist and I understand fully how, you know, synthetic chemistry helps so much along the way. I do think if you're one of those people that really likes like the mush mushrooms, for example, I think there's so many great aspects mm-hmm. of taking different types of mushrooms out there for everything for gut health, for overall health, antioxidants, uh, time to exhaustion, just so much, just overall health benefits. So I am a, have become a pretty big proponent of finding the natural ligand or the natural um, botanical that is the counterpart to the pharmaceutical that I think works, you know, even if it's 50% as well, it's something that's natural that you can still play around with and um, not worry as much about, you know, taking a pharmaceutical, which, which if you saw my video that we talked mm-hmm. about, we just talked about the other day, it's where some of the side effects come from and stuff like that. And hopefully that video elucidates natural versus synthetic. And, you know, your synthetic vitamin C is, is, is still synthetic, but it, it works the same way. And I don't know. I don't know if I'm babbling at this point. No, but I, I think no. one thing we've noticed is that a lot of times like that natural vitamin C is going to come with other like coenzymes, cofactors, other things that help along the way that we've naturally mm-hmm. evolved with. And yes. we never evolved just taking synthetic vitamin C. We involved like whatever, eating the orange that's got the fiber and X, Y, Z, you know, like it's got a little bit of CoQ10 or whatever, you know, next to it. And then that's, um, there's typically a synergistic effect. And so when you have, a supplement extract effect, yeah exactly so um that's what i'm getting at i, I want to rewind and so yeah i totally agree with you and love that and i think that's another instagram clip for ben to throw up there um <laughs> so the last thing so i want to get back to the gda just for people looking for like a little bit of dosing and stuff we mentioned sure. taking gda with like 40 to 50 grams of carbs pre-workout get a great pump and then we mm-hmm. started talking about post-workout carbs yeah. would you take gda again or like what, what is your take on the post-workout situation or is gda still going to be you know, in action for that post-workout carb strike. You, Ben, probably know the answer to this more because you've done so much testing on yourself. But yeah, these compounds, excuse me, do have an active life that's not just 30 minutes. Right. So while I do recommend pre and post are the most important times that you're actually trying to utilize carbohydrates to build muscle and get them into your cells, 
if you are not taking enough carbohydrates, you can have like a, a hypo scenario because your first dose is still in your system, especially mm-hmm. people that, you know, do shorter workouts, maybe call it under an hour workouts. It GDA is still probably active in there. And then you're taking another source. So that's something to be cognizant of is that if timing of your doses, make sure that, you know, you, 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 you're splitting them enough. So if you like, for my example, when you take pre-workout, I'm talking about with your meal before you train and not directly when you're training, like not two, not 10 minutes before you train, popping them. That's not what I mean. Take them with the carbs, you know, right before you train. So that spreads it out a little bit more so that they're working while you're training. And then once you come off to the tail end, if you want to take another dose post-workout, then you'll get the levels back up. But there's this overlap and see Ben shaking his head. He already knows where they're working. Yeah, I, I agree with the, the, the half-life scenario, but also I just generally think that post-workout, you shouldn't, if you trained hard enough, you shouldn't need a GDA. I mean, like, you're right, if, if we're yeah. doing all the things that we should be, if you're weight training uh, as intensely as you should, your body should be, like you mentioned before, your body's really craving those things at that time. Um, Most people that you know, are they Dorian Yates well, training <laughs> to exhaustion or are they... <laughs> That you was, know. yeah, that was the, the, the other thing I got to add in is that most people don't train as hard as they think they do, but I, everyone's guilty of it too. I mean, I, for a long, I had to take a huge step back recently from training, um, just from an ailment and then kind of reassess, was I training really heavy or what, like looking back, this is what I was doing. Was I really doing what I should have been doing? And I've kind of put together a whole new, uh, routine based on me allowing to, take a step back from the gym and, and look at, like you said, how, how am I training? How intensely should I be training? And I'm, I'm only like three days back in the gym and everything hurts. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, there's a lot to be learned. Uh, coming from a powerlifting background, uh, mm-hmm. nutrition isn't really always my strongest suit. My training suit is always my strongest sometimes. And uh, like monitoring your volume and your intensity over time throughout your cycles and everything is uh, mm-hmm. it's eye opening for some people because you start to realize like I'm not doing as much as I thought I was. Um, and when you really when you put someone else through, I, uh, the first half of this year, I took a break from heavy training um, and uh, started working with the doctor and a lot of different stuff. But I started training with bodybuilders to try to like just change my mindset. And um, it was so eye opening. Like my appetite was insane like, the first <laughs> yeah. three months. And, and, and I, I was in a caloric deficit, but I was growing and there's a lot of stuff going on. And then when you start to like track stuff more intensely, you start to realize like, bringing it back to the point like a gda pre-workout can get the carbohydrates ready for you to train it'll fill out your glycogen source but post-workout like you should be able to go smash some sushi and really utilize that white white uh rice really well yeah and um i don't ever really call people out this is not my thing but there is a certain individual i'm sure you know who he is made a video or made a movie i guess and smashes sushi post-workout with a bunch of different things. And I just, I, I just think that sends such the, such a wrong message. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't want to get off topic, but you, this is not the way to do it. Your body, like you said, you're, you're naturally craving sugar when you're done. Yeah. If you real hard, your body, you don't need it post-workout. If you take it post-workout, it will enhance it. You know, bodybuilders do take exogenous insulin post-workout and it does help store everything super quickly. But you don't need 
to, like you said, smash all that stuff. I think your body elicits a very strong response for carbs and even amino acids that we haven't even talked about that is that your body will get those amino acids in your system too, which is what you need, right? I mean, you get all carbs you want, but you want to build muscle. You need to get the amino acids into their muscles as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, well, I think there's also levels of optimization here, right? Yes. Like Mike, Mike did his OMAD thing last year, which is like super helpful for in some scenarios. Uh, and, and not everyone's entire priority is hypertrophy and muscle gain. It's, you know, mm. for, for a lot of people who are looking towards just general health, Mike's carnivore diet and, and, and scenarios is, is really, really the best for them. But sometimes, especially with your crowd, we're talking more towards bodybuilders. And so we start to talk about meal frequency and timing and all of that stuff. And yeah, maybe for some people, some sort of uh, GDA or exogenous insulin, whatever you want to do, post-workout might move the tachometer a little bit further. But for the vast majority of people, you should just be training hard, man. <laughs> yeah, but I but but to come back full circle, taking a pre workout, you will feel the pumps in and out. To me, that was a very eye opening moment. That like this is working, something's working. Like you can tell the carbs are getting in there. So I do I do think that it has its purpose uh, around training time, for sure. That's when you optimally want to get in your EAAs and your glucose right then. So. Oh, so you're an EAA person. You're not a BCA person. We just opened up a whole new controversy. Oh, here. how much time? Do we have? <laughs> how much time do we have for this? <laughs> BCAs are EAAs. Oh, <laughs> there you go. I mean, that's 100 percent correct. But yeah, I just my take, my two minute take on that is, your body needs them. It doesn't synthesize them. Your body, just, it, you don't synthesize BCAs either. So you need to get them somewhere. If you take just the BCAs. Yes, you'll, you'll spike mTOR, right? But if you don't have the EAAs to draw from in the pool, your body will do two things because it can't make them. It will break them from somewhere, right? Which uh, either from an enzyme or from muscle tissue, which is not helping you anyways, or you, will need, you need to supplement with them. And so I don't understand why you wouldn't want to use all nine EAAs because you need them. It, the data is there too. If you look at the data between taking a blend of all nine of the EAAs versus just a leucine based um, spike and even with or without carbs, you go into hypo hyper amino acidemia with all, with all nine EAAs much more effectively than you do with just a leucine uh, spike. Yeah. So, I, I honestly don't think there's much of an argument there. If you might as well get all the aminos you can. I think to me, the question is, do I really need these, this EAA supplement post-workout or if I'm just eating a crap load of steak all day, am I fine? You know? And so that's, oh, yeah. that's more of my question is how much extra can I, uh, is going overboard going to help at all? Um, and for well, who food, would it what? Food always comes first. I right, of always will not, I will never say food shouldn't come first. These are supplements and supplement meaning to mm -hmm. take with. So, my take on the EAAs is if you are taking them post-workout and because you don't eat a full meal right away. For me, personally, with stomach issues, it's very hard for me to eat a lot of food, especially after I train. I'm not hungry. So for me to sip on an EAA carb post-drink, it suits me better. Uh, most people are EAA deficient anyways. If you look at, I mean, bodybuilders that are eating enough certain proteins get them, but they come in different ratios in all types of foods. So red meat, I think is 
lower than say eggs or egg whites as far as containing all nine of the EAAs. And then if you want to even talk about vegan and plants, which is a huge market right now, you have to take almost double of the amount of plant protein to get the same amount of EAAs as you would with eating uh, meat. So mm -hmm. I think of people, if someone is vegan, I think an EA supplement is a no brainer. Yeah. Your first sentence when you started talking about EAAs was, well, what are you going to do if, you have a pool for, if, you, if your pool of amino acids is empty, you need to get it from somewhere else, right? Mm -hmm. and so for most bodybuilders, if you're doing it right, that pool of amino acids isn't empty. But I kind of just always make the, the case, like how much more expensive is an EAA supplement than BCAs? Like to take that extra step, like Mike was saying, even if you're going overboard, how much money are you wasting? And are you really wasting it, right? Like for me, it's like, if I'm going to take seven grams of, of BCAs, I'm just going to round it out to the full 12 grams of BAAs. It's, it's, it's a small step further. We're able to flavor them very well now. You know, they don't have to taste bad. Uh, Methionine uh, will disagree for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we, we've, we've seen enough brands to be able to flavor it to the point where I can get methionine down, you know? It just, it seems like for, for most cases, it seems like it, it isn't a waste of money just to throw the other six in and, and call it a day. I, I agree, which is why I pushed for the EAA and, and my product specifically, the ratios came from three different papers that looked at when you ingest this amount, what level of hyperaminic acidemia, which is your blood being saturated with amino acids, happens post-workout. And it just showed that you need all nine and that you need a certain amounts of them. So if you look at my EAA, there's a very high amount of lysine, which you don't really see in a lot of products. <laughs> um, methionine doesn't taste great, but you need to hit some of it. You know, it methionine, if you know anything like from high school you biology. Sulfur. Yeah, exactly. And so, but it, it's also, if you talk about like coding for like RNA and stuff, it's the start stop. And yeah. so your body needs methionine for any enzymatic process, really, especially like DNA and RNA building. So, it's one of those things that's overlooked, but yes, it does have sulfur and it. it does not taste great, but um, tryptophan is another one that, you know, converts to serotonin that's underlooked. And so phenylalanine is another one that people often don't take enough of. And so I just really think that people should pay attention to on a label on what they're getting and, and kind of question why are these at these certain levels? Because a lot of them is for cost because, yeah. and, and the other one's for taste, like methionine, if you put more than like, I think our product is 300 and we yeah. sent it out to get flavored from a custom flavor shop because that's, it's such a potent amount of. Um, Agree, uh, and you're adding mushrooms to this product too. So that, that's definitely not helping this situation, but, but just so yeah, everyone a, knows yeah. yeah, we're talking about Chemex um, on the website. It's, it's listed as Chemex, Chemex essential amino acids, not Chemex intro. That's a completely different thing. Chemex, uh, Chemex essential, essential amino acids, and on, but on the label, it actually says EAA in little square on the picture of it. So that's what yes. we're talking about right here. So, sorry, I forget that if people aren't watching this and we're jumping a lot of topics. I'm sorry if we're not. No, this is fun. Yeah. No, this, this has been fun. That's, yeah. that's our job to, to yeah, wrangle you in. But yeah, so yeah, I was quickly mentioned and you have that mushroom blend in here as well. And 300 milligrams of methionine is like out of this planet compared to where we were three, four years ago. Like, you know, right when we started these EAA supplements, um, which I was happy about, you know, 25 milligrams is like a dose we were seeing, and that's better than zero. But now right. you've gotten the flavoring down to a point where you have, uh, you have a lot more than what we started at, few, you know, years ago. So this is a pretty powerful supplement. 
Yeah, and if you know me, you know that I'll go with performance over flavor any day. But I know mm -hmm. there are so many people that want something to just taste good, and so it, it was. It's very hard to to balance that. And and our EAA, like I said, we sent it out to get flavored, and we did add that little eight hundred milligrams of the mushroom blend to help with the absorption and antioxidants. I just I, I think mushrooms are great, and I think they work really well for overall health and they're very underutilized. So mm -hmm. I wanted to kind of just bring them into light a little bit as far as what they, it's a, something that makes the product not only different, but like, why are there mushrooms in here? And then, well, let me tell you why they're in here. So <laughs> it just gives me another opportunity to help people understand stuff, which is what I love doing. I yeah, I've, I've always lo loved listening to you talk about mushrooms and, um, and it started with lion's mane from, from you, but, um, yeah, I, I saw the light for me when I started researching L-ergothionine. I'm not sure if you've seen that, but it's found mm -hmm. in some mushrooms. And holy crap, it's the most fascinating compound I've ever seen. <laughs> and incredibly expensive. Uh, but the, uh, yeah, the amount of research behind it is just blows my mind. And it's found in organ meats, which I like to eat, and mushrooms is, is one of the, <laughs> the big, big, best sources. So, yeah, that's where I started seeing the light and, and the matrix with that one. What's your favorite uh, part of the, the data for that? Like the well, big I, thing that stands out? To me, it's actually the history of it. And that this is a molecule that they believe helped um, organisms survive the great oxygenation of the planet. Like it's a molecule, uh, you know, mushrooms have been around for a very long time, like 600 yes. million years or something like that. <laughs> this molecule is theorized to have, have helped us get through the oxygenation of Earth 2 billion years ago. And... Um, and so the antioxidant data and the fact that our bodies actually have, it's a pathway specifically and dedicated to that molecule, uh, tells me something that like, this is something that our bodies kind of evolved with and, yeah. and like, and so the, yeah, the protective mechanisms, uh, to me against the, the, I'm not sure if it was lipid peroxidation, but it was something against like some of the nasty foods and everything that I was usually kind of like making some connections the with. super peroxides and the super yes. dismutates. Stuff yes, like that. and um, and yeah, there's a what is it the the singlet oxygen? There's like some, yeah. some new stuff we haven't known about forever, and there's a lot, a lot of different oxygen states, and some of them will screw you up. So, uh, and it protects against some of that stuff too. So, really interesting. Yeah, oxygen is, despite we need it to live, it is very toxic. Yeah, it <laughs> gives you life. In, but yep. <laughs> in its in its standard form, it's a di radical. So it already is a free radical in its own, which is kind of how it starts a lot of processes. But yeah, singlet oxygen is, is one that has an extra electron that acts as a free radical that, need, that wants to be paired, right? So electrons, mm -hmm. whenever you just have one, it's a very, it's a charged species and it's trying to find the other pair so that it can be lower in energy and calm down. And so there, that's why free radicals are very bad for you and, they, and they'll latch onto anything your cell walls and stuff like that, like, which is where lipid peroxidation comes in. And, and it's just bad news for everything. And despite, like you said, we, there's a, we need oxygen and there's that mechanism that you talked about that how we probably survived the oxygenation of the planet. It's if we didn't have these free radical binding compounds, we wouldn't have for sure. There'd right. Be, exactly. Too yeah, much help, helping like clean that up and yeah, helping some of these like super ancient organisms not perish. So yeah, I, I found that pretty <laughs> interesting, but yeah, the, uh, the chemistry definitely went deeper, uh, deeper than I know and more into your wheelhouse of that. But that was the first time I had heard of singlet oxygen. And I, I went down the, at least the Wikipedia rabbit hole, a couple studies. And I'm like, wow, this is really interesting stuff. And 
yeah, it's uh, it's not as simple as you're going to learn in Chem 101. I'll put it that way. No, it's not. And but it's it's a very overlooked thing. Antioxidants. People throw that term around. I don't think they really know what it means. Mm-hmm. Like, and then it it is something that really can help you not only train harder, uh, but also be healthier. And like I said, look at the Nigella um, sativa. It's it helps per specifically from free radical damage to your testes. And so you boost testosterone. Like how cool is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So it's just something that's important. And, you know, people will argue that you need free radicals to grow muscle and there's a pathway for it. And I just think if overall health, if we're looking at a big picture, I think they're very important to have in your diet for sure. Yeah, definitely. I, I, maybe I'll send you the paper that I had written, and it's not published right Please. now. But yeah, one thing we get into is the anti the antioxidant paradox, and I think that's the problem is people don't pay attention to the word antioxidant anywhere. And the paradox is that there's all these great, um, great like you know in vitro type studies on a lot of these molecules, don't, but at the end of the day, like vitamin C supplementation, yeah, yeah, but vitamin C supplementation hasn't like helped people live longer, you know, or like is you know cases of scurvy and all that stuff back in the day, but taking antioxidants in general don't seem to like have like really moved things that far but to me this ergothionine ingredient seem to be like the one that actually is like the master antioxidant that definitely works and so that's where like you know, people are trying to figure out this paradox like okay it, it seems really cool but we need to see and feel effects from it and um and that's kind of where it was left off no i definitely would love to read what you have for sure and i'll look into it too because i didn't know uh, that it was, that it had that property that from an evolutionary standpoint, we had it for sure or else we wouldn't be here. So that's very cool. I will definitely look into it and please send me anything. Obviously I don't disclose stuff that isn't um, that's private. So we can always have a chat oh, about it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. This is, it, it has to do with something that NNB nutrition was doing. Um, they had, they have an ingredient named mitoprime and I'm pretty sure I'm a lot to say yeah. that, but uh, the ingredient is incredibly very expensive to synthesize. So if you're going to put Isn't it, it in something, isn't that what we're talking about? No, I'm talking about, uh, so beba is mitoburn. Burn. Okay. Them. Yes. And so, yeah, mitoprime is one that we haven't really talked about. I, I, I hope someday they can, get the, they can get it more cheap or someone's going to want to use some small doses anyway. Maybe you would be interested in like smashing it in with some mushrooms or something, but um, yeah, it's, it's pricey. And if, if they can get the price down, it'd be incredible. Cause like, I was just blown away by like all this stuff, the history to like all the mechanisms, the fact that we have this pathway that no one even knows about. So yeah. pretty cool well, stuff. When it comes to anti-aging and longevity, Sean Wells knows a lot of what he's talking about. <laughs> and yeah. so if he could find, and he, he's a huge fan of mushrooms too, all types of them. And so mm-hmm. he is a person that you can trust. If he thinks there's a promise there for this ingredient, there probably is. And he's lucky that he's with them and they can actually synthesize this in, on large scale and, and then yeah. try and get the cost down, like you said. But most people wouldn't even know what these are. Like even dihydroberberine, no one really mm-hmm. kind of knows what that is. And, and I'm glad that they came out with it. I know Beba's been talked about since like the early 2000s but it wasn't ever stable enough as a supplement and now i think they got it down where it's, it's actually a, they have a stable version of it that can be absorbed if if i'm if i remember correctly what they said because I, I remember trying to source it years ago and it was just mm-hmm. super expensive and not very stable right and i think part of the trick is getting that l like we started the whole conversation with getting mm-hmm. that l isomer um, yes and and yeah that's the one that's bioavailable as mm-hmm. is often the case well, maybe Full circle know someone that can help. 
coming on with you guys. Like this, this has been a lot of fun. Just, just yeah, not sure. to say this is the end, but I'm just saying this was a lot of fun. I, I love nerding out, and I know you guys love it too. So it's yeah, pretty for cool. Sure. Well, the one thing, yeah, we, if you do have time, the one thing that we, yeah, uh, for sure. that, and we appreciate your time, obviously, massively, we haven't gotten into quarter block as much. So it's only okay. really one ingredient. So, um, and I, I know you've co- covered it before, but for the sake of this podcast, you know, listening, sure. big fans of yours, uh, what's, the, what's the story? And you are using it with. So Omodin is the ingredient. Mm-hmm. And I actually came across this study from in the Blackstone days. It just never, it never evolved to a product, but I, I was sitting on it because I knew some of the data was really good. And it is an um, 11 beta hydroxysteroid dehydrogenase inhibitor, which is the enzyme that converts cortisone, which is inactive, into cortisol, which is the active form. And so if you block that pathway, then you're decreasing the amount of active cortisol and, and overall, then you don't get this, the effects from it. And the data is really, really good. It, it inhibits up to almost 50%. It's like 47% or something like that. And when you take the product, you can take it. If you take it for like two weeks, you'll see noticeably that fat has dropped from your midsection specifically. But you definitely feel leaner because you don't realize how much with how much stims we take. And just here's like life, right? And then there's stress and then there's caffeine and then there's working out like all these things just add on and on and on and nobody takes a break from anything you you, no one has time to right so nobody takes an adrenal supplement and nobody worries that much but so this product actually works by inhibiting the production of cortisol from that that um pathway we just talked about and it works well and there's not many things that do there's not even really pharmaceuticals that work really well for that the uh, Patrick Arnold came out with the 11 OXO of years mm-hmm. ago. But that, about that problem yeah. was that wasn't very bioavailable. Uh, you had to take large amounts. Of it. I believe it was like 900 megs a serving or 900 megs a day because it was just, it's so, you know, doesn't have, it's not methylated. So it couldn't get first path or first pass metabolism. And it's, you know, a hydrocarbon base. So it's not very bioavailable. So this version of the Emodin with the black pepper, super simple formula, but I found a paper that used the two together. And if you look at the dose of black pepper, it's high. It's not five milligrams. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a lot. <laughs> oh, and, it uh, is 75. Yeah. 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 Notice. Thing I noticed. <laughs> yeah. So the, the effect of that is you need to get it high enough for, for things that are, that have a lot of hydroxyl groups like polyphenols are called that because like a phenol is a phenol, like a six member ring group with an oxygen, a hydroxyl group on it, right? That's phenol. And so polyphenolic compounds like the cinnamons and stuff like that, those hydroxyl groups are very susceptible to glucuronidation, which is how you make something that is not soluble in water. You add this glucuronic acid molecule and then you pee it out. And that's, that's pretty much our body's way of expelling stuff. And it happens super rapidly if for things that are foreign and things that are very polyphenolic. So, taking a very high amount of the black pepper was needed to get the compound into your system. But once it's there, it really works. Now, the one thing I didn't see coming that I didn't read in the studies is uh, for the first couple of days, it can be harsh on your stomach. Mm-hmm. And that's just a natural property of a modin. It's there's nothing you can do about it. And so for me, it personally, it was five days where I was taking one pill a day. 
and then uh, I started to feel, you know, not having the uh, stomach issues. And then I was able to take two and, but it's not something you jump right into all four. You have to, you have to really just take one. And I take people and I tell people to take it before bed because I think that's the best time that your body will actually decrease the cortisol and then you'll get good rest, which most people don't get. So I think it helps with sleep and then burning fat throughout the night without use of stimulants. So does taking it at night affect your cortisol in the morning? Because I, I know that morning is usually where your cortisol is the highest. It's what gets you up in the morning. It's one of the reasons yes. caffeine doesn't work as well in the morning. Is it going to change that for you in the morning or is it just going to kind of affect your nighttime cortisol? I think if you're getting, you know, six or eight hours worth of sleep, which hopefully you are at yeah. least like, <laughs> taking the, um, quarter block before bed your morning cortisol will be fine you'll still release that tiny bit to break down fats to you know to release norepinephrine to get your body awake because you're exactly right that's we need cortisol in this little amount to get up and and burn fat and and wake up for sure so that's why i tell people not to take it pre-workout but to take it post-workout to kind of decrease your stress and cortisol levels Mm post-workout so it's funny, uh, you were the first human and I saw come out and then two after that came out and each time a product uh, drops, I get like a surge of Q&A questions about emodin and stomach issues. And it's like, no, this is completely normal. Just You just got to get through the first couple of days. Did you, I, I feel like I remember, did you lower a serving size on this? Did it, originally? yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that's what, so that's what happened is it was, uh, it was we still a thousand minutes a day, but it was 500 milligram capsules. And I remember getting the, them and uh, and i took one and i realized no people are not gonna be able to handle this we got to cut it back and so that's when we switched over to the 250 capsules which are much more you know sent uh usable i guess for lack of a better word and then the you still get the effect of it even like when i talked to some guys on another podcast the they were taking just two two pills a day. It's not four. So four is like the super meg- recommended dose. But even on two a day, they said in two weeks, very noticeable difference in leanness and just mood and stress levels. So I know the product works. It's something I was sitting on for a very, very long time. And I'm honestly, I was surprised nobody came out with it before. It might have been because of the, the gastric issue. But since I've somebody's messaged me saying other people are starting to use it now. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just you, Morphogen, and, and Morphogen's in the same category as you, where, like, he'll do things other people don't want to do or can't or think they can't afford. And you guys are, are in your own class of, like, what you'll go to in terms of product quality and, and standardization. So uh, there's no one mainstream using it, and this is definitely a hardcore ingredient. <laughs> like, when, when you say that it, it is strong, it's an understatement for what it does to cortisol, I've seen. Yeah, just yeah. one correction for myself. I was looking at the old label that have uh, when I mentioned seventy-five milligrams of, of black pepper extract, it's twenty-five in the newer capsules. I was looking at the old formula that had the old one. Well, yeah, yeah. It so was, it's yeah. It was seventy-five for five hundred, and then we lowered it to twenty-five for the two fifty. Changed right. the ratio slightly uh, because it was a lot, but it, but with the capsules we used our extended release, so you don't get the the burning Uh-oh. sensation cool. as you get if you use the quick release capsule. So that was the, the, the caveat for when, we, when Wes and I were talking about this. And I told him, every time I take something with black pepper, it, it, you burp it up and you have this 
burning and and he said okay let's let's uh let's look into some different capsules and that's what we did cool. well that really brings us up to like the present day in terms of catching up all the things we haven't <laughs> talked to you about a year mm -hmm. uh in terms of like it, i mean we're running over an hour now but i just want to say like over the next you know two quarters or whatever is there anything that you can tell us to expect from you yeah so uh we are doing a couple cool little things uh, i have a a joint product in the works that i've been sitting on for a while i'm doing a a stim capsule that because there's so these people that really like exotic stims and <laughs> like it i have some cool things that i want to test out so i have this this idea and then we are redoing the pre-workout slightly because the with with nootropic now coming out being a capsule and able to use high doses of things like kana and katuaba the things that i really wanted to use in the pre-workout that negatively affect the flavor mm. we are <clears throat> coming out with a new pre-workout pre formula that will that will taste much better and um still be effective and then you can use the nootropic with that too because awesome. that will have the caffeine in it for the pre-workout and all the, the fun stuff and the or all the pre-workout stuff and then the nootropic adds that extra like focus and mental clarity of you know kind of i love the ingredient but it, it tastes like dirt it looks like dirt it tastes like dirt mm -hmm. and so you know it very negatively affected the flavoring of the pre-workout mm -hmm. so that's something that we're working on new for new flavors of stuff and then I'm I'm I have some IP that I'm working on too um for Chemex and not Chemex stuff. Cool. So I'm like looking into patenting some stuff that I've come across and uh I can't say a whole lot about it, but I will say that it's unique. Like the you, stuff are they ingredients? Can I tell you them? No, I mean, no, no. Are oh. they just are they ingredients or are they is it something else? Oh yeah, else? sorry. They're they're ingredients. Yeah. So I have, okay. Like, couple of things coming out that Sweet. will be patenting ingredients that I'm excited for. Nice. So with your joint supplement, are you using uh, any types of curcumin or anything? Or is this going to be more off the wall, oh. unexpected stuff? There's always off the wall, unexpected stuff. I can't yeah. produce a label <laughs> if you know everything on it. <laughs> that's, 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 that's <laughs> but I, I love uh, curcumin. I love curcumin specifically. I think that's a really good one. And then I just bought on Amazon not too long ago, the liquid, the curcumin that's in the, the gel caps that I really liked, but mm. that's going to be hard to get into a supplement because it's liquid and dealing with stuff. So I'm yeah. working on a, a curcumin for sure will be in there and a, um, some type of palmitoyl epithenolamide will be in there because I really like that. That's your body's natural aspirin, for lack of a better word. And the so, other PEA. The <laughs> other PEA that's not a stimulant. Yeah, I think that's a very underlooked, uh, ingredient as well and it worked when when i came out with um the joint supplement for blackstone that had that in there it really worked well and you could feel the difference and i had a pretty high dose of of pea in there for that reason and and that ingredient or that putting that together was kind of an eye-opener of how important that that palmitoyl ethanolamide really is and that naturally how your body uses it versus taking you know other and said like compounds so i have some cool stuff i always have cool stuff <laughs> my if someone ever hacked my phone it's, it's all these like notes of look into this look into this and then like this paper and so 
Oh, you better yeah. you better protect yourself at trade shows now if we ever have them again. Yeah, I'm still <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You protect that did, thing. You guys didn't make it to the Olympia, did you? No, no, it just didn't seem like there was much of a reason to go. I I didn't even know there was an expo. I guess there turned out to be a very small one, but for yeah. the same reason, I didn't go either, just because it's traveling and it didn't seem worth the time and effort to do it. I would have loved to see the show in person, however, but that that's a different topic, but I'm excited to get an expo again. I know the Arnold got delayed. So yeah, going to trade shows is, is, is the fun part for me where, you know, I always catch up with you guys. We always talk about what's going on, always catching up with everyone else there. And then, uh, you know, a supply side West is always a cool one to go to and see what's mm -hmm. new and stuff like that. So, well, if they do supply side East this year, which I don't know if they did that last year, but I know like they, they normally like natural products, West and East, they do like supply. Sometimes they do supply side East, uh, should come out to Jersey and see this one. Jersey, the armpit of America. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we got a lot of ingredient providers out here. <laughs> no, I, I know you have, you have a big, um, a big plan that does, uh, what's the name? The little Indian guy owns it, right? Isn't there a big uh, manufacturing facility out there? Oh, there's a ton of manufacturers over here. Yeah. There was, uh, well, I just remember when I was looking into manufacturing facilities, there was yeah. one in New Jersey that does pharma too, I think. And yeah, was, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. There's a bunch of them. Name. Oh, there's, there's yeah, I know, I know Jersey has, has all that stuff. It's, it's not yeah. quite as big as uh, Salt Lake City. It's not Salt Lake, but it's a little more specific to the sports nutrition side. We're not as yeah. much like vitamin C, you know? No, I know. I, I've, I've, I've been there. <laughs> I, w I would love to go just to anything, just inner. I think interacting with people, just talking, having conversations is such a underutilized tool of, of learning and, and getting this information across. We, this podcast is great, but if, we, if you and I were actually sitting down, I think it would have been even better. Oh, for sure. That's something that uh, we want to get back into is, is doing this in person. So fingers crossed, uh, if there is one this year, you're the first one scheduled for it. <laughs> uh, let's do it. Yeah, for sure. Well, here, yeah, not everyone knows, but yeah, we are actually recording on uh, New Year's Eve. So like you said, everyone's yeah. been going, 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 and that's where quarter block is awesome. Um, seems like in this industry, nobody has stopped for the holidays. Everyone is raring and getting ready to go to 2021. And I, I couldn't believe like nothing, my email blocks, nothing slowed down all this, this, uh, this holiday. And, and this podcast is definitely part of that. So everyone's just like, go, go, go get your yeah. quarter block in before bed and then get after <laughs> it again. Cause everyone's ready to rock for next year. So um, I know everyone's been, uh, waiting for something where they were, can go out and, and, you know, expel some great energy and meet some people and do some fun stuff. So, yeah. We'll yeah. get your stim pill for that ready. <laughs> it's, it's coming. I promise it's where it's in the works. I hardly awesome. Ben, do you have anything else? Right, Mike? Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I got, this has been awesome. This has been like an hour and a half of just awesome conversation. I'm glad we got to do this. Uh, I'm sure we'll be doing more of this. I think uh, we kind of said this in the email, but uh, let's do more of these when your stuff is coming out. The, the deep dive is fun. Um, I got to get some Chemex products. I'm excited. Yeah. You do. You yeah, do. I, why, why don't you have any of my stuff, Ben? <laughs> He's done a bunch of stuff. I, I think, yeah. Well, he used all the intro, all the King of Pumps, I'm pretty sure. And then um, the intro got me loving ornithine. Uh, like ornithine was, uh, was like the, un that, that was the, the matrix moment for me for, for yeah. with Chemex, like seeing, uh, realizing that kind of stuff. So that was big. Uh, yeah. I'll be grabbing a whole bunch. We'll do it. Try the new trophy. I really want to get some feedback from you guys because I know you guys are really into that stuff. 
mic i know you like caffeine so maybe take a little bit try it first without and try it with and see right yeah i'm excited i'm gonna i'm gonna probably start with a half dose and everything and um uh, yeah i'll let you know i yeah we'll definitely have to get our hands on it and uh i'll i'll send an email i'll also follow up with yeah that ergothionine thing and then um yes and what's funny you mentioned curcumin i just yesterday recorded a video talking about tetrahydrocurcumin and i'm gonna send you a little bit something else but yeah i actually formulated my own little like mike's elite joint supplement for yeah. me um i use curcumin i use curcumin alongside of this other tetrahydrocurcumin so it's uh we're on the same page there i that's the one that i chose in, in terms of like regular curcumin yeah so. i think for bioavailability just being encapsulated with the um parole mm -hmm. paroles and stuff i think it works really well i have read a little bit about the tetrahydra uh curcumin there's like it's come across in papers and so i haven't had a sample of it yet do you love it yeah, for me, um, it, there's a bit of a nootropic effect for me. And that's where I, I started realizing I, it, it felt pretty good. And that's it, it, it's a, an acetylcholine protector as well. So yeah, some interesting other stuff, but it, it's got more of the anti diabetic uh, type, type of protection and, and but a little bit less so more of the antioxidant style protection, and it mm -hmm. hits those pathways a little bit harder where and that's why i still stacked it with a regular curcumin that's still a bit more like you know anti-pain anti-inflammatory so kind of hit trying to hit the best of both worlds there's a graph that I, i'll show you where that shows like all the different pathways that get hit um but yeah i was i was i was hitting both angles with with stacking right. it but that's why i had curcumin win as well um yeah. and i forget what else we just talked about but but yeah fun fun stuff either way now i'm glad that i'm definitely glad we did this thank you guys for having me i love anytime i can put out information and have intellectual conversations with people that like you guys, I'm always game. So even though I'm elusive, you guys can always <laughs> <laughs> message me and I, and we can always do talks. I'm, I'm anytime I'm game. We greatly appreciate your time. Thank you so of much. Course. Thanks guys. Awesome. Let me know when this is up too, for sure. Yeah.